All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Roger and Stone Show. Beer and a Song Edition with my man, Nate Giltner. You guys already know his uh, his AKA. So, Nate, how's everything going, my man? Good, good, good. Happy to be here and uh, ready to talk beer and beer and music. As always, man, it's always fun talking about beer and music, especially with you, man. Especially with you, uh, the, great ex- the great explainer knows so much and speaks so well. <laughs> I I try. I do my best. <laughs> well, you do a good job, man. So, all right, man. Beer and a song. Let's kick this bitch off. What you drinking today, man? So tonight I am drinking a a Highland Brewing, which is Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, the uh, the beer is Black Mocha Stout, and uh, Highland Brewing is a, is an old uh, craft beer, like before before everybody was doing it. Uh, it's nineteen ninety four, so oh, wow. you know for so yeah for for craft brewing it's it's old, it's yeah, ancient. Yeah, they got some time. Um, yeah, and it's Asheville, North Carolina. I'm in the mountains of South Carolina, about 45 minutes south of Asheville. Asheville's kind of our sister city. Um, uh, it's the a- airport I fly out of if I'm flying somewhere. So a lot of good breweries up there. There's the big ones like Sierra Nevada and Oscar Blues. But, uh, you know, not surprisingly, oh, okay. there's there's a million breweries up there. So Black Mocha Stout, uh, very rich, very malty, uh, kind of coffee and dark chocolate. Um, and very, very dry. I mean, you, you get thirstier and thirstier the more you drink it. <laughs> and, and to set the, to, to set the scene for you, if you want to, you want to close your eyes and just picture this. All right, hold on, hold um, on. Let me do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you tell me when you're ready. No, All right, no. go ahead. Um, so, uh, you know, I live in a little cabin in the mountains. I'm sitting out in the screen porch. Uh, I'm sitting on like five, six, eight, five, six acres of just forest and mountains. And the earlier, there's a bunch of dogs barking. So I assume bears or coyotes were running by. Um, so sitting out on the porch, it's very, very cold. So I have uh, a you know, head to toe gloves, winter jacket, hood, hat, and wrapped in an electric blanket as we speak. <laughs> uh, just sitting out in the in the cold mountains oh, porch man. drinking black mocha stout from Asheville. So it's uh, pretty nice. There you go, man. That's awesome. Well, I'll so go what do you got? All right, man. So from uh, one of my favorites, uh, local breweries, again, 18th Street. Yeah, la, 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 la. Let me try that one more time, bro. Local brewery, one of my favorites, 18th Street Brewery, which is about five minutes up the road, not just going there because it's five minutes up the road, but the simple fact that these guys are pretty amazing. And right around this time, they're um, they're making more of the the thicker, uh, more of the thicker, more tastier kind of stouts or, again, just the thicker beers. What I'm drinking today, um, not only that, they also make great food. So when you come up here, bro, I'm definitely going to treat you uh, to a burger or maybe some some brisket tacos that they got over there oh bro i'm telling you and again beer and a song road edition yes sir i can't wait to to have you guys in front of me man (laughs) i got all the equipment so we can get this going but anyway let me tell you what i got man so i got 18th street it's called fallen maple now fallen maple is a berliner style ale now get this man it's brewed with raspberries and maple syrup So I will be posting a picture of what we're drinking. Um, I'll I'll definitely look up what you got. If you want to go ahead and uh, when you get a chance, take a picture of that and then send it to me so I can post it up. But what I'm looking at is uh, this came out not too long ago and I've had it before, but I am savoring the hell out of this beer. I got about two more four packs sitting in there because I haven't met one person that doesn't like this beer. 
That's, I mean, I have questions about it already. That just sounds amazing. All like, right. how, how dark of an ale is it? Is All it, right, brother. Now, let me set the scene. Now, if you don't mind closing your eyes, you might sure. want to keep them open because I know you're by bears and coyotes and shit <laughs> that eat you if you're not paying attention. But get this. All right. So it's, uh, I think, what is it? It's a pint. So a pint can, a, a tall boy, basically. But uh-huh. imagine kind of like a... A really thick, dark, kind of maroonish color. Um, you can't see through the glass. Okay, there, that was my question. Awesome. You can't see through the glass, and it does leave a residue on your glass. You're basically, it, just imagine you drinking a alcoholic smoothie. <laughs> so it, that's the best way to describe it. Right off the bat, it's tart. It's very dry, so much like your style, you just want yeah, to keep drinking both. more. Yeah. But the thing is, it's it's got that tart sourness to it, but it doesn't last long. Uh, sits on your tongue, hits you right away. But after that, you just get hit with this just overabundance of flavor, man. It just rushes. Um, man, that sounds amazing. Uh, if, 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 man, I'll try to save you a can. I don't know if you can... Uh, if you can sell her one of these, especially in a can, but I mean, if I can send it yeah. to you, I'll try. Yeah, I think remind- Eddie- Go ahead. No, was, uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. It's just, uh, again, I, I gave this when I, I bought a couple of four packs before I went to band practice, and I didn't know what to expect from these guys because one of them's an older gentleman. He's already retired. His name's Marty. I'm actually going to have him on for beer and a song. He's, uh, get this, man, he might do Led Zeppelin because he actually saw them in concert. Wow. So that would be a, that's going to be a fun one and just li- just listening to him talk. Uh but I did I he likes Guinness. So I'm like, "Oh man, I got treats for you, brother." So yeah. one day I came to practice, handed it to him. He poured it. He goes, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I said, "Just drink it." Drinks it and the look on his face just shocked me because he fell in love with it, you know, and um our guitar player Paul, he doesn't drink. He's uh he's sober. So um he, you know, he accepts us drinking. He doesn't really bust our balls about it. But there, I drank one. Uh, our singer Ian drank one. Marty drank one. And there was one left. And I go, hey, man, whoever wants that, take it. And Marty, without even me finishing that sentence, I got it. So <laughs> <laughs> I get home with him, man. He loved that beer. So I got to probably take a couple more for the next practice. Nice. But if there's a way I can send you some of these, man, I will. I, I think you would greatly appreciate them because they are, you know, you're a man of, oh. of good taste. When it comes to beer, and um, I think yeah, you really appreciate this. I really want to. It sounds send this amazing. Out. Oh, brother! And, and, and what it reminds me of is I used to do. They, they would call it a purple haze, and you or not a purple haze. They call it a hazy dog, and you take a purple haze, which is that like raspberry or blueberry beer, kind of very bubbly, uh-huh. and they do fifty-fifty half stout, half purple haze. And you get a little bit of what you're describing. You get the like fruity, poppy, lighter on the heavier stout, and it just kind of mixes real well. And beer isn't known for like mixing. You're, you know, you don't typically mix beers, but like that's a good mix of beers that comes out really well. And it sounds like what you're describing. Like that sounds really interesting. It it is, man. I've never had. I mean, the closest thing I had to this, um, and I, I, I'm kind of. Um, part of my french but i'm kind of riding uh 18th street's balls right now um <laughs> they had one called crushed icy where it was a raspberry black currant mix but it wasn't like this this is just amazing uh it was supposed to be a sour this one again is a berliner style ale 
But uh, yeah, I wondered if it was a sour sour, but it's an, it's classified as an ale. It, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's classified as an ale, but it's it's not super sour, man. I can't do the sours like they have. That other one, crushed icy, was good, but this one blows any other beer. Sorry, guys, um, that they've made out of the water by a hundred percent, man. Do they do a sour? They actually, believe it or not, they actually have um, besides 18th Street having their own uh, brew pub. They also because they serve, you know, they make their, it's a, you know, they're a brewery, of course, but they have the food, but next door connected to the same building, they have a distillery and up the road, they actually have another one called Sour Note. Okay. I'll tell you why, because this is what I learned about sours. You can't, it's the, the, the microbes and sours are so contaminating and you can never sterilize them and get them off that you cannot make regular beer and sour ales or sours in the same building because the sours will just get into your other beers. There's no way to stop it. So they have that. No in a separate shit. Local, yeah. They have that in a separate building because it's not possible. <laughs> You'd have to have like airlocks in between them to Whoa. have them in the same place. Yeah. That the sours are fucking alien invaders. Man. They just <laughs> take over everything. It's like Monsanto with their fruit. If it just so yeah. happens, yeah. your yeah. their fruit starts growing in your yeah. What a, your part of it, it's theirs. <laughs> your field, yeah. No, that's the best way to put it. it yeah. Is, sours are Monsanto. Go yes. Monsanto. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know that. So that's why they have it in a separate that's, building up yeah. the road. It's on purpose. Cause, and I guarantee that they have strict uh, rules about, like, you can't come from the sour building and come on down to the other building because you will fuck up the world <laughs> and you, you will you will end it. <laughs> See, now, now here's the thing. I, the building, I'm trying to think, because I was in there before. Um, my buddy who is the bouncer there, he actually starts, he started serving over at Sour Note. Um but I had been in there before and I don't I don't remember seeing any sort of kind of uh what is it like the what are the 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 vats. I don't remember seeing any of that in that they same might, building. Like, so like they, the like, actual tanks. Yeah, I didn't see any of those there. They might not do them there or they might have them like locked in a separate room or air. You know what I mean? I don't know the layout, but like you have to keep those isolated from any other beer, fermentation, kombucha, whatever. Like that's those sour microbes will get into anything else you're doing. Man, that's genius. I didn't know that. Yeah. So what does it Ask do? About, it just contaminates it and ruins the beer? or, or It'll make anything a sour. If you're making a brown ale and, and there's sours around, then you're going to get a brown ale sour. <laughs> it just sours everything. That's probably what happened here. They're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got to do this. And it turns out this is fucking delicious. What do we call I it? Mean, if, <laughs> I mean, you, they might have just made that brown ale and went and like sat it down in the other building and then like just saw what happened. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> Some newbie got hired, and they're like, "I didn't know yeah. you're supposed to do that. I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 sours have to be like in a different building. <laughs> you're fired, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's uh, that's good information to know. So, how did you? Yeah. Uh, so, are you are you going to school for this now, or how's that happening? I'm like 
putting myself through a crash course. Um, I have an old family friend that's been brewing for like 10 years or so commercially. So he gave me all the like actual legit books you want to read. Not just like I didn't like go to you know the bookstore and buy everything that said beer. He said, here's the like five books you need. Um, and so I'm treating it like, like a school course. I read a chapter in bed. And then the next day I start the chapter over with a notebook and kind of like make notes on it. And I'm just like going through it. Um, and then we have a local brewery supplier in Greenville and, uh, once a month they do a home brewers meeting and it's, you know, like a little, whatever you call it, association club. Um, people bring the beers that they're brewing. They have a little meeting that, you know, has these little official points and things that they do. They've got a little brewers tournament where everybody like, you know, draw spots and you have like a brew off and a grand winner. And so I just started going to those just to kind of soak it all in. I just sit there quietly because you know i have no idea what i'm talking about yet um and then the owner of that place just has such a passion for brewing beer that he will give you private one-on-one lessons for like 40 bucks plus a recipe so for like a hundred dollars you get private one-on-one brewing lessons and so that's my next step is to do that with him and like really start like getting it done getting on it awesome man well, yeah, I mean, fuck, man, that's awesome. I'm happy for you, man. I'm excited. I'm I mean, excited. even if this whole brewery doesn't happen or is a failure, I will know how to brew beer, sir. Well, well, here's the thing. <laughs> if if you don't mind, uh, we can talk after the the podcast. But it would would it be okay if you spread some of your knowledge this way, man? Because I uh, I'm thinking about yeah. because I mean I haven't told anybody, but I got an idea for a porter or maybe a stout, and I got a name already. I'm not cool. going to say it right now, but. Uh, maybe if I make it and pass it to you, it could be a guest beer at your future brewery, sir. Yeah. I mean, we could do, <laughs> we, I mean, I'm planning on doing all sorts of small batches. The goal is to make a just soft pitch across the plate lager, just a basic lager. We live out in the country. People drink Bud Light. You know, they're not going to come in and drink that fancy beer. I don't know about, they just want a Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll just have a straight lager or cold, something that's like, here's, here's your, you know, pseudo Bud Light. And then from there, we'll have other breweries beers to have different styles. But, you know, we're not going to have six styles to begin with. But small batches will be how we learn. You know, we'll make them in 10-gallon batches and see what's good and what works. So if you want to, like, come down and we'll spend a weekend. You know, know, the only problem is you'd have to spend a weekend brewing and then you'd have to wait two to three weeks to actually get the beer so you'd have to come down twice but that's not terrible (laughs) well i i would like to uh because i kind of want to do it here but i mean i i know you kind of need open space because i got you know i live in an apartment and i got uh i got neighbors and i don't want to piss them off with the smell Um, yeah i mean you could just do smaller you know you would want to maybe do like a five gallon you know i would go 10 unless you've got like a full garage or something no, you know yeah i don't have that <laughs> yeah I mean, even they, fives you know you got to boil five gallons so just you know think about how big that is yeah. that's kind of what you need to plan around yeah yeah because um, i mean essentially i would like to get my own podcasting studio um if i could find that and have the space for that or if i get you know, if I get a if I eventually get a house or rent a house and it's got a garage or a basement, that would be fucking great. Yeah. So I could get that. But yeah, started. we can definitely we could definitely brew some beer. And then I would send you my 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 beer. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, man. That's uh, man. And I'm thinking about man. I might want another beer now. <laughs> I got another beer in there that I'm waiting for next week that I can't wait to talk about. But okay. 
let's get the music going, man. I'm all, yes, I'm all excited now from the beer. I want to get excited about the music. Yeah, and we, we got we got geeked on the on the beer this this uh, week, this edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, I mean, we did miss last week, man. So we're making we up for it. But um, yeah. man, I mean, this beer is the, the beer is good. The one you're explaining is good, and everything you got going on, and I'm pumped, man. But uh, I'm also excited about your pick for uh, for this episode, man. So let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about that, brother. What you got for me? Yeah, so not to not to make a not to make this a longer story, but uh, you know this is our third episode. First episode, I threw out a Wilco song. Just felt like I wanted to maybe like put my personality or marker down as a music fan. Uh, second episode, we uh, was the first of 2020, so I just kind of did my favorite new artist that I found in 2019. Thought that was a good way to kind of you know kick off the new year. So this this third episode, I just wanted to go full nostalgia, full like Nate and Roger song, just mm-hmm. like dude, do you remember when? And so I went, and and I actually had to bounce around a few different songs before I you know came back to it but this is the right decision but i did incubus summer romance anti-gravity love song off science um i mean science is the all-time album for us our childhood Mm. that just kind of magic time um i had a a big blue volvo station wagon we had the whole thing tagged out graffiti and all we did was just drove around and did what you do when you're fucking teenagers and listen to music. And most of the time it was, you know, incubus. And when science was out, it was, it was science. You know, All that, day, that week, every day, every, man. yeah. I mean, nonstop. I mean, yeah, that was, the I mean, album, man. Yeah. I mean, there for a while, do you remember when the Volvo only had a tape deck and the tape was jammed in it <laughs> yes! and one, one side of the tape was incubus science. And one side of the tape was system of a down self title. Yep. And, that's all you could listen to and nobody cared that was fine and we just listened and you couldn't control it all it would just play one then flip over and play the other one then flip over and that's just all we could listen that to until it. we until we pulled that thing out and i mean i think it was like the summer or you know six months we just listened to those two albums non-stop back to back to back to back to back to back to back so and i had to go and uh, i had to go summer romance just because to me it's just like that is a perfect album science from beginning to end. And there's so many moments and ways to describe it and things that it makes you feel. But summer romance is how I feel when I think about us being, you know, teenagers driving around in the Volvo, chugging shitty alcohol (laughs) and, you know, doing stupid shit. Um, like just that, that, that summer vibe that, you know, just that, that groovy and, 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 you know, the, the refrain, making sure to laugh while we experience anti-gravity, like we were we were always laughing. You know, it was it was the it was the 90s and we were kids. It was, you know, what else? It was, that's all you could do. So, um, you know, and I and I, I, I debated System of a Down. I debated uh, Human Waste Project and talking about Ooh. Amy Echo's beautiful voice. Oh but my. like what else am i going to do but but incubus science you know to to go full nate and raj nostalgia but uh, i did learn something and this is interesting if you remember science was an acronym you know it was s dot c dot i dot blah 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 please tell me you found out what that means i found out what it means because you know this was all these years yeah, this and I and I, I almost wanted to ask you if you could like three way call and like let's call Joe. Like I want to start should, should we try surveys. Um, I mean, I don't want to derail it if you don't know if it'll work or not. If it doesn't you know, work, it, at least we fucking tried, man. Do you want to go uh, for okay. it? 
Let's go for okay, it. Okay, let's do it. All I right. feel like this is a good like question, and do you want to hear the answer? Yeah, let's call him. Uh, hopefully he's not. Oh, no, hold on. God damn. There we go. There's my boy. Let's give him a call. Mobile. We're calling Joe right now. I think I accidentally put Nate on hold. Hello, you've reached the voicemail of Joe Arquette. Leave uh, me a message. Unfortunately. Hey, uh, Joe, give me a second, Joe. Hold on. Okay. Okay, Nate, Nate. I'm sorry about that. I got Joe's uh, voicemail. Joe, if you get this, Nate, say hi. It's Nate. We had a 1997 question for you uh, and answer. That is very exciting. If you get this message in time, I'm still podcasting. We're 20 minutes into the podcast. Nate's got a song we're about to play. Uh, Give us a call and uh, we'll talk about it, bro. Nate's on the other line, bitch. Give me a call. All right, bro. Uh, I got to figure out how to hang up without hanging up with you. <laughs> no. All right, hold on. Maybe I can do it this way. Okay, I'll end with Joe. Bam. All right, Nate, you there? I'm still here. All right, We're cool. good. All right. So that was cool. I'd never done that before. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know if that would be a disaster or, or not, but I thought that that would be funny if he answered. But, yeah, uh, so science does stand for something, and science stands for, yes. and here we go. Ooh. Here we go. Huh? Sailing catamarans is every nautical captain's ecstasy. <laughs> All right, man. I don't Sail- know what the fuck you just said, but you're going to have to break that down. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. Sailing catamarans is every nautical captain's ecstasy. So what a the hell is a like catamaran? A, a, a catamaran is like a little sailboat when it's got like the two, like Jaws 2, where it's got like the two pontoons and the net in the middle and the sail uh, in the middle of the net. So, that, so you're yeah. basic. Yeah, that's a catamaran. So sailing catamarans is every nautical captain's ecstasy. And of course, there'd be no way to know that back then because there wasn't, you know, Google. There wasn't like just pull your phone out and Google what is it. Yeah. You'd only know it if you caught like Brandon Boyd in some, you know, Rolling Stone article or something. But on on I think it was Wikipedia or whatever, you know, 30 seconds I took to look this up. Um, there was a quote from Brandon Boyd on why science is called or stands for sailing catamarans is every nautical captain's ecstasy. Is that why the cover is just water? It, it could be. It's the what's his name? That guy's face. Uh, what, what the mustache it? mystic? Yes, mustache mystic. And then it's That's the moon. Probably the nautical captain. Maybe, but he's out there, and it's all water. Okay, so here's Brandon Boyd's explanation on 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 the meaning, and I quote Brandon Boyd: "Quote, don't look for too much meaning." Unquote. <laughs> So, so Jay, think, dude, he probably just got stoned off his ass. I was like, dude, let's exactly, do this. <laughs> you are exactly right. I was going to say he they did that for the same reason that I put Fritos on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because oh, I was stoned. You were I was stoned. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why. That's exactly why. It's probably the same way I did like rum and watermelon without taking out yeah. the fucking seeds. <laughs> yeah. Because you were because they were I was high. stoned. We yeah. Were high. yeah, yeah. I found yeah. out That's... fish and mustard don't taste good together. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I found out last week at the age of thirty-seven in the oh. year two thousand twenty what science stood for. And what in science was? Science came out what? <laughs> Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. 
Jesus 97. Christ, all this time later. Amazing, yep, man. Hilarious. Well, that's I'll tell you what, man, with that, let's uh let's go ahead and kick this fucking song off, man. Everybody, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Summer Romance off the Science album which we just found out the meaning of science by Incubus. <laughs>
man, that just uh, that song threw me back. That oh, give me one second. I forgot to put you back on, man. Yeah, that definitely took me back, man. That was uh, definitely good times, man. Yeah, I, I I listened to Science all the way through when I was picked this song, and I was just you know driving through the mountains, and I mean, dude, I immediately reverted to like a teenager just be bopping around, not a care in the world, grooving out. Like it's it's a good ride. A hundred percent, man. And uh, that that. I mean, even us talking while that was off, man. I mean, that, just talking about how excited I am to know that that's what science stands for. <laughs> yeah. So whoever, put, put whoever, it to rest. If, if this podcast, give me a second, bro. I want to fix your, your sounds real quick. If this podcast goes out and reaches the person who actually asked Brandon Boyd what the hell that stands for, thank you so much. And yeah, Brandon, you're doing good journalism. Yes, you are. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever. Well, I mean, we try to figure it out. I'm like, does that mean something, or did the dots just look cool in between the fucking, you know, yeah, letters? Yeah. But we um, just didn't have the internet. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. But now we do, and uh, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. But definitely, uh, science by far will always be my favorite album, simply for nostalgic reasons and just the simple fact that um, not one song on that album sounds the same. No, and it's just a it's a true masterpiece, perfect album from beginning to end. Yes, um, yes. I mean, even listening to it at thirty seven years old, it still is great music. Definitely, like uh, definitely withstands the test of time, man. That's one yep, of those. That's absolutely. just one of those songs, and that are more like one of those albums. There's nothing yep. I can't. I mean, even I mean, and if nobody knows, if everybody, if there's people out there that are Incubus fans, this is their second album yep. they have well would it be considered their first lp but... yeah I mean, I mean yeah i guess it depends on how you count them because there was you know there was fungus among us and there was let me tell you all about root beer but one of those was kind of a demo ep and one of those wasn't like a actual release or it was an ep so and you know however you want to count them and then there's enjoy don't forget enjoy yeah yeah and then you've got enjoy and then you you get to so again it depends on how you count the first couple <laughs> yes yes I, I don't know i kind of i just kind of considered enjoy to be their first album even though that was more of like an uh uh what is it like an ep more of yeah. like their demo but better pro, not as produced as or i might be saying that wrong Either, yeah, either science, way. <laughs> yeah, science was a masterpiece. I mean, Definitely. you still had Dirk Lance. You know, Dirk Lance to me kind of made Incubus more Incubus. I, I it, it wasn't the same for me when Dirk Lance was no longer on bass. That just that funky, that oh, funk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you take funk out of it and it's a different thing. So, yes. um, science to me is just it's perfect from beginning to end. Do we know what happened? to Dirk and why why he I, left the band? I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't go go that. I don't remember and I didn't go kind of that that deep in research and I just loved Dirk Lance when he was with Thinking Miss. It just made it sound better. So <laughs> Yeah. Um again, that is my favorite album. I don't know which one's yours, but that will always be mine. Um I don't know, man. Now I just want, I think I might listen to that tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> Take the dog for a long walk and just jam that entire album. Yeah, it's Such a good a time. Album. Such a great album, man. Man, good times, man. And um, those are times I'll never forget, man. I keep getting a yep. weird buzz on here, but whatever. But um, anything else you got to say about the song, man? 
No, no, I'd say let's let's uh, mosey on over to yours. Let's mosey on over to mine. Just for people out there listening, definitely go and give Science uh, a listen by Incubus. Uh, it's simp- It's definitely something apart from the rest of the albums they put out after that. Um, sure. But I think that's, to me, like you said, definitely a masterpiece, man. So, all right, now moving on to mine, um, which this is funny, and we were talking about this, the fact that you chose Incubus, my favorite band, and I chose... Tool. So your favorite went, band. <laughs> we just both went like full nostalgia. Definitely, man. Uh, full, full 90s nostalgia. And I like, and it wasn't planned. We didn't like, hey, pick a 90s nostalgia song. We just both did it. Yeah, and um, I'm hoping you can help me out with this song because you're a bigger, you're, you're a bigger Tool fan than me and uh, you being the great explainer and knowing all this information, oh, wise one, um, I picked 46 and 2. Um, now the reason I'm picking 46 and two, uh, God, I hate talking about this, but, um, every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll suffer from sleep, uh, not, not sleep apnea, but uh, sleep paralysis, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you've ever experienced it, <clears throat> but, uh, sleep paralysis is possibly one of the scariest things I've ever dealt with or experienced in my life and i'm not afraid of much um what i like to tell people is there's only a few things that i'm afraid of uh bears uh russian guys and little asian dudes with big legs (laughs) specifically big legs (laughs) yeah because those guys will probably kick you through a fucking wall oh yeah yeah yeah. i gotcha (laughs) but uh sleep paralysis is definitely up there man and um uh, for those who don't know, go ahead and look it up. But it's basically when your body wakes up. Uh, well, not your body, but you wake up, but your body doesn't. So you're paralyzed yeah, you're- and you know you can hear everything that's going on around you. But you just can't move. But the presence of something in the same room as you wanting to hurt you is there. That, to me, is just fucking frightening. And mm-hmm. Brody just showed up. Hey, big boy. They just brought my dog home. But um, the reason why I picked this song is because before I went into before I went into um, before I woke up and went into sleep paralysis, I had this really fucking weird dream. Um, Now, one of the things I want to do is go hunting. Uh, I want to go bow and arrow hunting. Um, Just kind of figure try to get as close to nature as possible by hunting, you know, the original way of hunting. But during the dream. I was with a group of people who I didn't know but kind of knew in my dream. And we were attacked by what I could only describe as another form of human. Uh, and the it was it was weird because I don't know how this happened, but during the song, or not I'm sorry, during the dream, Tool 46 and 2 was playing, you know, um, it's fitting. But now here's the thing. It was playing like it was one of those. Uh, it's almost like that jock, Jack in the Box tune. You know how you turn it and you just hear that bling, bling. Oh, yeah, bling. yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. playing like that. Okay. So That's freaky already. <laughs> but now here it is. So for people who don't know, maybe you can help me out. I'll, I'm going to do a two part kind of explanation of what this is. If you can help me out, please do. But from what I know, 46 and 2 is basically the song is talking about the human body um, kind of going through like a, a form of evolution, becoming something new. 
you know, sure, leaving sure. what is supposed to be the uh, 22 pair of autosomes and then the two sexes. Yeah, and so then, you've got, it's chromosomes. You've got 44 chromosomes on two sexes. So we're, humans are 44 and two. Yes. 46 and two would be Get two another, more. Yeah. Yeah. Tran, transcending, you know, like, you know, like, you know, Jesus had 46 and two or whatever, you know, it's, it's transcending Buddha. Yes. Yes. So it was, it was something along the lines of that to where it was just like, but instead of being like wise, you know, it was more of like a hunter weight, like mm. exterminating what used to be, you know, trying to make space for what is now. Wow. But, I mean, that's all very fitting, <clears throat> but the thing is, as soon as, you know, all that ended, it was like, you know, it, it was almost like a movie because I ended up, you know, the last thing I saw was this thing come at me full force like a flash. And then I woke up in a hospital and somebody was asking me questions. And the last thing they asked was like, well, let's go hunt this animal down. And all I said was like, it's not an animal, it's a man. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up right into sleep paralysis. And then what I heard was uh, I guess I I fell asleep to music. So I put the music on, I fell asleep, left it on my phone. And from Apple Music, it picks what you like. So get this, bro, before I play this, there is an album out there called Tool Songs Lullaby. Oh, I've listened to it. <laughs> At 40, yes, 46 and yeah. 2. yeah. I listened to it. And that's what I woke up to. And I'm like, this is the wow. scariest shit in the world. Well, dude, no wonder. That's like the <laughs> shit of nightmares. Like, yes. holy cow. Especially in lullaby form, that is fucking oh, yeah. frightening. It's terrifying. <laughs> like, there would definitely be like dolls walking around. And like, I mean, yeah, that's. Just, or being that's hunted down th- by the next yeah. evolution of what we're supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how you get demons, Roger. Yes. Do you want demons? Don't I don't do want that. demons. <laughs> Too late, man. We're on our way. Yeah. But, but um, I, I have absolutely heard that. And it is. There are some great tool cover albums, and there are some really weird tool cover albums. And that one is just freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely, man. And, um, just that, because for a long time, I didn't know what that song meant, but now, you know, I kind of looked into it. Like, what does the song mean? Because the thing, well, and I'll get that in the second part after the song's done. Um, I'll explain a little bit more because I kind of took a deep dive into that song, trying cool. to fucking play it on the drums, which, oh, uh, wow. yeah, that, that kept me busy for a long time. Um, but I'll go ahead and play it. Uh, this is 46 and, two, 46 and 2 by Tool off the Anima album.
and there we go, forty-six and two by Tool off Anima. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Nate and I were talking a little bit more about um, about all that crazy shit happening in my sleep. Then <laughs> there, you know, you've got, and, and you know, I'm not going to get them all exactly right. Bear with me, but you've got, you know, I'm shedding skin. I want to feel the changes coming down, you know, changes coming through my shadow, like, you know, lay that on top of everything you just described about your dream and sleep paralysis and then listening to that in a lullaby on accident, like, damn. So uh, <laughs> this is also the, the second pot. We've only done three podcasts and this is the second time a song has come like from the, you know, serendipity heaven. Yes. You, know, you had Pink Floyd and time and, the tool lullaby version like you're getting like lightning bolts from the music gods man (laughs) you know what and the thing is i mean in a way like i was telling you i do appreciate it happening because with all this happening and then talking to you and you wanting to do this with me it's making me fall back in love with music again and you know uh you did send me if you want to give a shout out to your cousin uh what was the the that video you sent me in the name of the band oh yeah yeah so uh my cousin released his first uh first little ep this uh this week and and released a video a uh, great little video the band is called cheap wave uh the ep is called hellions and the song is called hellions uh you can just youtube hellions and see the video it's an awesome video very entertaining uh takes little jabs at religion you know puts a smile on your face if you like that kind of thing and it's just a damn catchy song so I, really I, I really is. enjoyed yeah i really enjoyed the song so cheap wave I, I believe their website is cheapwaveband.com uh and yeah ch- check out hellions yeah so um it, it's like it's again us doing this is waking me up to new music again because i i fell off real hard man and you know trying to find new music that i appreciated find new music that i liked i was kind of being standoffish but you know opening up it's like dude there actually is really good music out there that can be heard and i'm glad you're starting to send me all this stuff man because it's uh it's definitely skyrocketing me right back into the love of music again and then with everybody sending me songs to kind of uh put drum tracks to it that's definitely helping out more because i'm noticing my chops are starting to come back more and more man um i'm starting to do things and uh move a lot faster and better than i used to you know three months ago so i am happy about that but um the other reason, the reason why, let's get back to the song, the reason why I started taking a deep dive into the song, kind of just delving straight into it, was because I couldn't figure out exactly what the fuck Danny Carey was doing. <laughs> uh, I've always said that, uh, is Danny Carey a great drummer? He definitely wouldn't end up on my Mount Rushmore, but I have to get give credit where credit is due. The guy is fucking amazing. Um, but the reason why I wanted to start looking up time signatures and I'm like, how does this guy do this? Now, uh, most of the song is in four, four, you know, some of it goes from like four, four to seven, eight. And, you know, Danny, I guess Danny starts playing, how was it like seven, eight on the ride? Um, while the rest of the band is in four, four, which it kind of gives it, you know, and that's tool tool has always been known to just do wild yeah. fucking time signatures like what was the one where they did the uh they did a time signature the fibonacci built off yeah the fibonacci, uh, fibonacci yeah and uh, you know their time signatures they just like like stack them and spin them and like yeah they i think lateralis was was based on uh the fibonacci yes. sequence or sword so the rumor goes <laughs> yeah because that's i think he was even talking about that on the joe the joe rogan podcast where okay because what is it it's like uh it's one uh one two 
four, eight. Yeah, it's like the, the, the golden ratio. So yeah. it's that spiral. And, you know, mathematically, that's a number or a formula. But it's in everything. Lay it right? out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And but, it's supposedly the, you know, the most most pleasing, like the, the ancient structures were built to the golden ratio and, you know, all that, you know, go down that rabbit hole or whatever. If you guys want to, definitely fucking do that because it's, it's fascinating, you know. Um, the other thing is, let me see, what was, uh, I kind of marked it up here a little bit where, um, where part, like his, uh, his drum fills, a lot of his drum fills, even during the drum solo, it's, it's in 3-8 while the guitars were, what was it? I think 9-8 if that's probably, yeah, 9-8. But it's it's all over the place. Nine, eight, five, eight, and the bass keeps going seven, eight times. It's just all around fucking genius the way these guys. Yeah, work. how do you, how do you keep up with it? <laughs> yeah, and as a drummer, if, if if you're just your basic rock drummer where everything's four, 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 three, four, because those are easier to keep a hold of. Kind of veering off trying to figure this shit out, man. That'll keep you busy for half a fucking year. So, but not only that, half that year will make you definitely a better drummer when you go back and listen to certain bands or certain songs that have these type of time signatures, it becomes easier to play. So it will definitely help. So, I mean, you get into something like that, man, you start figuring out time signatures. I mean, it will definitely help a year later to where it's just like, I want to try something new. You know, let me listen yeah. to fucking Frank Zappa and see what he has for me. <laughs> and try to keep up with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But the other thing, uh, before we end this podcast, is with Tool, I think people who just like, oh, it's a great band. If you actually pay attention to the lyrics, I feel like Maynard's trying to tell us something. He's giving us a message. Sure. You know, it's kind of like, uh, what is that, Rosetta Stone? You know, yeah, he's yeah. like, we, they, they chose me. You know, the, we chose you to deliver a message, a message to those who wish to hear it and a warning to those who don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of their stuff is very transcendental. And, uh, uh, you know, their, their artwork is typically Alex Gray, which is all that, you know, super transcendental artwork. Um, and, yeah, Maynard definitely hits on those points a lot you know one of my all-time favorite lyrics of of tool is right in two i mean you'd almost Mm. just have to read the whole song but it's you know basically about humans and you know angels are watching humans and you know the opening is angels on the sideline puzzled and amused why did father give these humans free will now they're all confused like it's all just about us being like dumb monkeys doing you know going to war and fighting when we have everything we could possibly need or want you know we live in the garden of eden and we fight over every fucking thing we can you know um and why do we do that why is that our nature so yeah he definitely you know pushes you know pushes thought and transcendence and you know questions and he's obviously Maynard's pretty interesting little guy yeah I mean that's uh, that song uh, you know when you brought it up and you said that was your favorite song I'm like man that is a good song let me go back and then I found the video that actually has the lyrics and it's it's a video like a claymation video of it yeah yeah I was like fuck dude you know I've always said that even growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in uh, it wasn't the greatest neighborhood a lot of gang activity but I'm just like why are they fighting over this street corner like we all live here. I mean, people can come in and out. I do it all the time when I go to school. How come they yeah, can't? I mean, the same. You know, the same kind of, reason two. The same reason two chimpanzees fight over a tree. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's just what we do. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, fucking tool, man. They always uh, they always amaze me. And once you stop and 
kind of pay attention to what's going on. There is, a, I believe there is a message that he's trying to send to all yeah. of us. It all just depends if you decide to listen or not, man. Yeah, I had really, you know, I had listened to Tool in so long. I had just kind of, you know, moved, moved on and moved into other music and, you know, kind of always in a forward motion. And then, of course, Fear Inoculum comes out. And if you were ever a Tool fan, you're at least going to like stop and give it a listen. And, you know, it, it wasn't just a, oh, that was cool to hear them again. It was a amazing album. Yes, I mean, it, it, was. It, it still is an amazing album. And talking about the drumming and Danny Carey, I'd say Noculum might be his best. I mean, he is just beast on that album. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, good. Uh, what I can say, and, I, and I've told you and I've told other people before that um, I always viewed um, Danny as like a, a, a machine where you just flip an on switch and the guy knows his rudiments the guy knows his patterns uh he knows what goes where he's kind of a a musical like yeah. yeah he knows again with the time signature he knows what sounds good with what and where it goes but when it comes to fear inoculum i feel like i feel like every other album before this was played just by time signatures just by measure but when it comes to this album, because I've always been a drummer that appreciated that I would take 10 Dave Grohl, 10 Dave Grohl's over a Danny Carey, you know, or, you know, mm -hmm. because Dave Grohl plays with feeling when Danny Carey plays with technique. Mm -hmm. But it feel like fear inoculum. He just said, fuck it. All feeling, you know, and I'm just like, holy shit, this guy just opened up. <laughs> yeah, it was just so raw and crisp. And I am, you know, I am, I don't play a mute, uh, uh, an instrument. I don't play drums. And even I, like, was just like, man, Danny Carey is doing something different in this yeah, album. It I just sounds better. <laughs> and so to hear your explanation of, you know, tech, tech, technical versus emotional and feeling and like, I, I didn't, I didn't realize it in that way, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, I've always, I've always loved the drummers that when you see them play, you can see them play with emotion. And I feel like something happened at some point before this album was made that Danny Carey was feeling some sort of emotion, some sort of way. And he just, you know, projected it onto this album and I appreciate him for it. And definitely he, he blew me away with, with, you know, every single, I don't want to say every single, but a good portion of songs on this album with uh, Fear and mm -hmm. And again, he, <clears throat> he totally changed my outlook on him uh, simply because of that. So Danny Carey, if if you're ever listening, man, thank you so much uh, for the inspiration. <laughs> so and we got we got to see him live uh, just yes. not but a, a month or two ago. So yeah, I, uh, I I'm not gonna say anything. I almost got fucking emotional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to hide. I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. Think of big Russian guys. Think of Chinese guys with big legs. Don't do it. <laughs> and really, that's kind of what that's kind of what kicked off. You know, not your podcasting, but that's what kicked off this our partnership yes. and us talking yes. um, was kind of getting back together for Tool and that first just sit around the table podcast and then what do we where do we take that and um, so yeah uh, thanks for all of it you know since I was since I was a since we were wee little boys you know? <laughs> <laughs> no man uh, thank you man for um, for uh... I don't know, man, for, I guess, everything that's been going on with this. I appreciate you for saying yes to doing this and taking the time out of your busy-ass schedule with work and, and your beautiful daughter and your beautiful wife and everything. I feel like I'm doing the talking head song to you right now. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, with everything that you got going on, man, I appreciate you really taking the time out. I know it's late in the day, especially by you. But, again, man, I don't know um, – 
how much I can thank you for this, dude. But thank you again for doing this. And we're definitely going to have another episode. And I am going to oh. convince Joe to, uh, I, I was going to say, I'm not going to say that because it's going to sound weird, but I'm definitely going to have Joe come on with this via telephone or sit in front of me in person. So, yeah, hell yeah, we'll man. do it up. There will be an episode four and, and there will be an episode five and there'll probably be a six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And, you know, let's just keep it going. And I'm definitely waiting to hear you get your podcast with your buddy Juan, man. So Juan, if you're if you're out there, man, if you're listening to this, get on Nate's ass to get uh, to get some equipment and uh, get some podcasts because I love to hear uh, two music lovers talk about their love for music. So I, I, I really want that for you, man. I want to, I want to hear what uh, you and somebody else have to, to say about music, even, you know, you and Joe, aside from this, that that'll be fucking awesome. But the um, beer and a song, uh, the uh, South, the Carolina family edition. edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The Greenville edition, edition, the Greenville yeah. chapter, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll... go ahead. I was gonna say we'll do a we'll do an epic camp uh, uh, beer and song edition where we just all get together and like oh, go canoeing and do beer and a song all weekend and just do like do it up for a weekend. Dude, that would be so fucking awesome if we could do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anything else you gotta say, my good friend? Uh, just uh, we'll see you next time and can't wait. Always all right. fun. All right, man. I appreciate you for coming on this time and we'll talk again next time. And everybody, I appreciate you guys for listening to uh, the Roger and Stone edition of Beer and a Song with the great explainer, Nathan Giltner. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Have a good night.